Crowhill here from Beer and Conversation with Pigweed and Crowhill. Today we review a pale ale and talk about voting laws. Hello and welcome to Beer and Conversation with Pigweed and Crowhill. Good evening, Pigweed. Good evening, Crowhill. What is on your mind today? Uh, well, uh, topically, there's some talks about voting laws. Mm-hmm. And there's a federal proposal, there's a, there are state proposals, and it uh, seems to me that last election was weird. And so uh, I want to talk about that and, how, and this weird beer here okay. that I brewed. Yeah. Uh, so it's a pale ale slash IPA. It's right there Somewhere on the line in, there, yeah. in, the high, in the middle sixes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a couple of things I want to look for here. Okay. I forgot. Uh, I, I added a bunch of extra hops right at the plane out, yeah. which is right as you turn the... You know, so you're not boiling them. Yeah. I put some... Lactose in there, just because I had it left over really? from the previous beer that you don't necessarily put in an IPA. And the other thing is, I forgot Irish moss, and I wonder if that. And I've put Irish moss in every beer I've ever brewed. I ran out with it. Please tell us what is Irish moss, and so why I, would you put it in your beer? Irish moss is seaweed. Why would you put that in your? And, beer? and you put it in your beer because it helps. It, for some reason, Irish moss helps all the particles to sort of clump together and settle out. So it helps the beer to be clearer. So all the stuff floating in solution there. Yeah. You can... So this one is a, a touch cloudy. So it is. that that's my my first uh, uh-huh. thing in uh-huh. terms of what you were saying there is is the Irish moss might have made it clearer, but now and usually really they're very nice... light. Uh, so this is a, this is half. So usually a lot a lot of pale ales and and IPAs are almost entirely pale malt. Yeah. And this is a fifty fifty with. Uh, light Munich. Oh, interesting. So that's probably what gives it a little malt character, or at yeah. least visually. Yeah. And, uh, I'm getting a very nice hop aroma. All right. And and there's also a, a mm. sticky a sticky hop flavor to it. The the mm. resiny the resiny kind of uh, hop flavor, which which I like. Now would that be? Ooh, that's you're right. Now would that be as a result of the hop usage or the hop choice? Yeah, usually I think that has to do with the hop choice because okay. if so, hops have different qualities to them. Some of them have to do with bittering, but some of them have to do with the oils that the, the hop has. So hops because more Because you, generally, you, your home brewer, the only aspect that you pay attention to is the alpha acid, the bittering aspect of it. But yeah, there are but, other things going on. Yes. So so I think there are a lot of other things that home brewers are starting to catch up on about there's other things to think about with different kinds of hops. I mean, there are different aromas, there are different flavors, but the the oiliness of the hop mm-hmm. has has a big impact. And, and so this one, was there. And, and I, I, you see some very complicated uh, recipes out there. I kind of tend to keep mine simple: three, maybe four grains, two hops is about as much as I do. This was actually when I went nuts here with uh, Columbus, Citra, and Amarillo. Okay. Uh, so it was a three hopper. And uh, I don't know. Those hops seem to work I well like, together. I like it. It's got it's got that it, it's got that resiny, sticky kind of a hop feel to it, but it's not too much, and it's got a good hop aroma. And um, although I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm getting, I thought that I got the lactose creaminess in the first. I had a pound. I'm not tasting I put, any lactose. I put half a pound in the 
uh, that peanut butter porter. Yeah. I felt I felt like I could taste it in there. It seemed creamy. I know. I'm not really getting in there. I don't here. taste it. Not at that all I would. Here. Not that it needs it. I mean, it's no. kind, of, kind of a weird thing to put in the IPA anyway. It is a know. weird thing to put in. But the IPA. I, you know, I just it was so, around. I don't taste it at all, and I wonder if the yeah. hops cover it over or something. But anyway, this is this yeah. is very good. Yeah, very good. You, I mean, you could possibly make it a little clearer, but uh, taste uh, taste wise. Uh, very, yeah, and I'm good. right. So uh, I won't panic in the future that I didn't put uh, my Irish moss in there because I don't see a bunch of weird, gross floaties going. No, there's there. not. There's not like little, little <clears throat> boats or anything in there. So I think you're good. All right. So uh, uh, okay, was. that last election was weird and suspicious. So without getting into conspiracy theories, uh, I don't ever remember not going to bed knowing who the president was. I know. Yes, that was strange. So that tells me right off the gate, uh, off the bat, all right, there's something weird going on here, and then that's why all of the conspiracy, or not even conspiracy, just questioning about, what, what, do, you, what do you mean? What is, what, you, you, it's 10 o'clock at night. Everybody's too sleepy to keep counting votes. You're going to go home and come back tomorrow. I mean, yeah. And then well, what is the, that? The, there were there were a lot of weird things with mail-in ballots being allowed to come in after the after the election was over, and there there was there were a lot of irregularities. So, and, and or and, right, so somebody shows up at three a.m. with a huge box of yeah. votes, and ninety-eight percent to go in. towards one particular candidate. Yeah. Maybe that's on the level. But it's it smells bad and it looks funny and yes. so hopefully we're going to take some measures uh, between now and the next time uh, to clean this up and uh, we have the federal version and we have an example of a state version. Yeah. So so I think there's everybody in the country believes that something has to be done to make sure that the next election will be. Uh, more widely accepted as valid, right? Yeah. Because because a lot of people have questions about the last election. So so there's various approaches to this. The Congress has come out with HR one, and the first this is only the first of 50 states. Georgia has come out with their law about what they're going to do with the election. And I think the the first thing to note here is just. What's the role of the federal government? Yes, what's let's the start role there. The Very government? good idea. Yeah. Go. So, as I understand it, the founders, here's a quote from former President Mike Pence. Our founders limited Congress's role in conducting our elections for good reason. They wanted elections to be administered closest to the people. Yeah. Free from undue influence mm -hmm. of the national government. And I guess that's a very interesting point. That is a very interesting point. Although, at the same time, I recognize uh, all, all of these, these different behaviors from all around, this, uh, all around the country going, don't we have any standards here? It's yes. Like, we, yes. We've got, well, 18 years old. That's a federal standard, yeah. right? What are, are there other federal standards and should there be more? And then this is the argument that I want to get into because on the one hand, I kind of feel like, don't we need some standards here that everybody's going to go by? The other is what Pence is talking about is, well, but when you do national standards, national standards sounds good until you talk, until you, you, you say what it really is. It's the federalization of local elections. And that doesn't sound good. Yeah, so so let me bring up a just a slight diversion here. Captain Crowhill yeah. um, was talking with me the other day about trying to get people 
to think, you know, you know, Jordan Peterson has this idea that before you try to solve the world's problems, first clean up your bedroom. Ah, do you make your own bed? Exactly. Yeah. So, so Captain Crowhill was, was kind of following along that same kind of line. Said, what if we staggered the voting age so that your first time you could vote, maybe 16, mm -hmm. would be in local elections, your right. city, right? And then the next time you could vote, maybe 18 or 20 or whatever, would be state elections. And then only later could you vote in federal elections. The idea being getting people to focus on local concerns, things that actually matter to them mm -hmm. first, and then sort of graduating you start making, making decisions for somebody on the other exactly. side of the country. Before you try to resolve all the cosmic problems in the world, first try to figure out what's wrong with your city. I, I, and there's some, there's some sense to that. But, but imagine this. If, let's say that, that uh, New York decided that everybody can vote in every election at 16, and um, Pennsylvania right. said, no, 16 you can vote local, and 18 you can vote state, and 20 you can vote federal, right. and then... Uh, Unless you're in the military, state, then you can exactly, vote all yeah. of them at 18. <laughs> right. right, and then Texas but, said this. So, so to what extent should the federal government be setting national standards on these kinds of issues? Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I think I've, I've kind of backtracked on that. When I saw the mess uh, uh, of, I'm like, well, maybe we national standards... But the more I think about it, the more I think it, that invites bigger problems, especially the biggest problem is the violation of uh, P&C principle, yeah. which is to keep things as local as possible. Yes, right. And so that, we, don't, we don't want to violate any P&C principles. <laughs> no, that would be terrible. Right. So, and, and the reason for that is when you keep things local, the fact of the matter is New York is not the same as Alabama. And California is yeah. not the same as Wyoming. Right. And people in different areas can decide for themselves what they think is best for their area. Yes, because there's, there, there's this uh, arrogance, federalist arrogance, yeah. that these people need Washington to tell them how to live in Wyoming yeah. that I don't like. Yes, another part of it is we are the United States of America. Mm -hmm. We're not just America. We're the United right. States. So, so the, our country is a confederation, a grouping of 50 different states. And those different states have their own interests and their own uh, goals and their own everything else. And we're supposed to operate as a cooperative between these 50 states. And which is why, if, which, is, which is why the uh, the Senate is set up that way. Yes, and and you know why does Rhode Island get two senators and California gets yeah. two senators? Yeah. It's, it's because it's because we're not represented by the people so much as we're represent. It's the representation of the state's interests. So I am not concerned about the idea of Wyoming doing things one way and Iowa doing things another yeah. way. And Ohio doing things another way because they they are sovereign states and they have their they have the right to decide what they want to do. Yes, but let's get into the uh, 
shenanigans of this last election. Right. Which I I felt was, well, this pandemic thing has thrown a wrench into everything we have ever done from yeah. sports to who to to elections to going out for a beer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> going out for a beer. Everything yeah. is different. But it's none of it is permanent and we're and we have, so what 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 things did we implement voting wise as a result of the pandemic? Yeah, so it used to be that if you wanted to do a mail in vote, you would submit an application. Right. You would say, Okay, here I am, I'm submitting an application, you send me a ballot, and then I submit that ballot. Okay, and that's fine because maybe you're gonna be on vacation. On now, uh, are uh, are there a series of check boxes that qual- that that okay? I'm getting surgery. I'm in the military. I'm going. I'm, no, I'm, I'm in mean, college. You just, you just request it, and I, I don't recall, at least in Maryland, I don't recall that you had to justify it. You just had to you just had to submit it ahead of time. And the benefit of that is the whole. This is absentee ballot. As I'm talking, so abs- there's absentee ballot, which we've always always had. Yeah. Mail-in ballot is the new thing. Like yeah, I just don't feel like showing up on that day. But isn't before that ballot? absentee ballot was, I am unable to be here at the time for these reasons. I'm stationed overseas. I'm having surgery. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I, I think I don't know. They I, are different. So, so what was what is a mail-in ballot? Mail-in what, ballot was just invented for people who don't feel like going to the to the to, 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 to vote. So when I, I actually did the mail-in ballot this last time. Um, not, not because I wasn't available to go to the polls, just because I wanted to see what it was like. Yeah, uh, but I thought mailing mailing out was so people wouldn't have to stand in line and be exposed to everybody else's. Yeah, I didn't viruses. care. I didn't care about that. I right, but I mean, I, I, thought, I thought that was, that's where that's where mail-in ballot ballot comes in different than absentee balloting. So, so here's what I understand. Well, about the reason this. we had massive numbers of people not voting like they should on vote on uh, on election day is because of the virus, and and we don't want millions of people standing in line, uh, six feet apart. That's going to wrap around the entire neighborhood. Uh, so yeah. we're going to allow people massive amounts of of uh, early voting. And massive amounts of mail-in voting. Yeah, and this is what's cre- what I'm. <clears throat> I felt like this is what created these long delays and the suspicious voting. Thank God, this was just a one-time thing for this one-time epidemic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not. I don't think that's going to happen. They're, they're going to now. They've decided to uh, put all these weird things that we did this particular election into federal law in H.R. 1. This is what H.R. 1 is. But I want to get back to this mail-in voting thing because if... So I don't have a problem with mail-in voting if the person sends the request in themselves ahead of time. Because what what we ended up having in order to deal with this COVID thing was rather than I send a request, you verify I'm I'm on the list and you send it back to me and I send in my ballot. Okay? Rather than that, what they did was they just took the voting rolls and they sent out ballots willy-nilly. To people who were perfectly willing to go vote on voting day? Yes. So, so that's a completely different thing because everybody knows that the voting rolls are full of dead people and people who've moved out of state yeah. and all those other kind of problems that they need to be cleaned up. So 
Just sending out ballots like that is an invitation to fraud, in my opinion. And I think that's, that's just ridiculous to try to do that. So, okay. So right now, in, in terms of trying to fix the problem, the whole country knows that we need to, to clear this up a little bit. Yeah, but HR1 seems to be embracing everything that I saw as the problem, the, uh, the, the pandemic uh, rule changes, temporary rule changes to make them federal. So let me, let me go through a few points I highlighted from an article by Ben Jealous. Ben Jealous is the former president and CEO of the NAACP is the president for People for the American Way and right. People for the American Way Foundation. So, in other yeah. words, he's not a conservative. No. Um, and here are some of his arguments in favor of H.R. 1. Yeah. He's saying a government run by the rich and powerful at the expense of everybody else is something that we don't want. I think we can agree with okay. that. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. Go ahead, Ben. Um, the H.R. 1 would break the stranglehold of big money and wealthy corporations on our politics by shoring up voting rights. The act takes direct aim at the overwhelming, corrupting political influence of the wealthy and of corporations. Hold on, but you know what that is? You know what that, that is? Tell me if you like this idea. Yeah. Uh, 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 Taxpayer-funded campaigns. Yes, yeah, so, no, I don't that's like what, that. That's, that's what he's talking that's about he's talking there. He said, well, no, we're, we're going to suck money out of the tax system and then pay a politician, politician that you didn't vote for, that you don't want to vote for, to use his money and then not allow a private contributions. Well, of course, private contributions also means corporate contrib contributions. But, uh, well, no. Now, I, now, he says, he, he claims that that's not what's going on. He says, it is critical to note that the funds for this come from money paid in legal fines by law-breaking businesses, not taxpayer money, as has been widely alleged. Now, my, my reaction to that, I'm going to get back to something else I said earlier, but my reaction to that is, okay, um, fines by law-breaking businesses. What does that mean, law-breaking businesses? Like, what, what law are they breaking? Like yeah, that's the, so. A lot of the things in this article strike me as, and that's going to generate the, the billions nice. of dollars that go. I mean, what are uh, hundreds of millions of dollars that go into local mayors' races? Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. So, so the idea, the idea of of not allowing wealthy corporations or wealthy anybody to control everything. Obviously, well, like, yeah. Who, who is that's what, in that's what it that. sounds like a setup. The yeah, it think. does sound like a setup. Okay, the the system. Um, he also says, HR one opens up a financing avenue for candidates who don't want or can't get money from big business and the rich. Okay, I, I'm in favor of that. But isn't there already a system for that? It's called private donations. Right. Uh, yeah. Small uh, individual donations. Uh, right. And then, and then uh, Ben Jealous says that HR1 would expand access to voting with automatic voter registration and online registration. Now, so this, this is the, the thing that a lot of people think that, that the more people who vote, the better. Yeah. And I, I don't know what to think about that because, because there are a lot of people don't know the Senate from the House, from the judiciary, from the no. presidency. They don't. They don't know. I the am states. not. We did. We did this a while back on one man, one vote, and the importance that every single homeless 
piss pants homeless person without an ID yeah. is the highest priority, more more a higher priority than the security of the election. Uh, no, if you don't know if you don't know uh, one candidate from another, no. Just a so point. so I, I mean, understand. And also, we already have motor voter. My, when my son got his uh, driver's license at sixteen, he was registered. You can't vote until he's 18, but I mean, that's already going on anyway. I I understand the concern about tests for, like, you can't vote unless you pass this test. Because in our history, those kinds of tests have been used to suppress. I I understand that. I completely get that. I do, too, although I'm not saying that. However, (laughs) however, if... If somebody doesn't know, like, what are the main political parties in the country? Uh, yeah. If, right. some, if somebody just can't name, you know, what are the three branches of government? If somebody is like a total <laughs> ignoramus, why do I want that person voting? And I, they get to, right, and they stand in line, someone gives them a sandwich and says, vote D. Yeah. Uh, so how about Yeah, which I, which I want to get into. SB202 says no sandwiches in line. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, and water. So I, I want to get to that. So um, here's another point in here. That HR one eases access to voting by mail. We've we've touched uh, on that a little bit. Yeah, why that? It doesn't need to be eased. Now, here's one thing that might be good: is it is it provides money to upgrade um, voting equipment and to audit their results for accuracy. Now, that well, would be nice. Sure. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, and because we what we want to do is be able to call the election the day of the election like we've always done instead of saying, well, now the new norm is, oh, it could take two, three weeks, who knows, as the as buckets of mail. Uh, yeah, this is the, the more non-day voting that takes place, or non not, not necessarily the day, but non-voting at the location, even yeah. if it's, so even if it's uh, extended, but then, well, I guess if you have, if, as long as they're volunteers at these schools, but still, the cost of of uh, being able to vote three weeks in advance, I mean, well, why, why can't we all just vote when it's voting day? Yeah. Big Weed here. We love receiving comments from our listeners, and so if you have something to contribute, comment, disagree, we'd love to hear it. We can be reached at bigweedshow at gmail.com. Just called Pigweed, but Crow Hill will listen to So here's another article by the uh, Attorney General of Indiana. He says that H.R. 1 creates an environment that invites fraud. And he says attorneys general from 19 other states have uh, urged congressional leadership to reject this attempt at a federal takeover of states' roles. And that gets back to what we were talking about before, about don't we want these things controlled locally? So uh, H.R. 1 eliminates even such basic and common-sense security measures as requiring individuals to show photo identification before casting ballots. Now, I know know some people think that it's somehow racist – to require people to have an ID, but isn't that doesn't that uh, doesn't that infantilize minorities by saying isn't these that isn't that the low expectations? Yes, isn't yes. that the racist? It is racist. Well, no, it's they, totally racist. They, think that they're talking about registering to... on, on online. I guess the thing I don't know, I don't know if Biden was talking about voting or if he was talking about the, the the vaccine. You know, a lot of minorities don't know how to get online. Yeah, what a bunch right. of and, and you just but no 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 but we just walk past that because it's Biden. 
Can you imagine a Republican saying, well, you know, minorities, they're not so good with the computers, you know, so uh, yep. we, have to, uh, we have to do other things to make sure that even the minorities can figure this out. I, yeah. Oh, my God! So that, that, what the hell? That ties me back to what you were saying about no sandwiches online. So, <laughs> so apparently the Georgia law says that local officials can decide whether they will um, provide water to people who are standing in line to vote. Okay. Now, a lot of people jumped on that and said, this is racist. And, and this, this <laughs> Charlie Hurt, Charlie Hurt wrote this column. They said, wait a minute, like, are black people less able to figure out <laughs> that they might need a glass of water and bring, bring a bottle? Like, do white people, like, have some benefit in bringing a bottle of water with them to stand in line? It is so, it is so yeah, ridiculously and, racist. Yes, and the whole, the, when you get down to it, they're saying that, Polling officials can bring water. Campaign officials cannot. That's all it is. So that you're, it goes back to buying, like, like to buying a guy a, a beer. Yeah. Going to a bar and buying a guy a beer to get him to vote for your guy. I'm going to bring you a bottle of water that says "Vote Biden." On it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, no. Polling. Plus, geez, how long is how 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 long can you go without uh, <laughs> a snack? I know. Jesus, I, I mean, when I went up there, there was yeah, no We do have an obesity epidemic, but I think, <laughs> I think you can still wait an hour before you get your next Snickers bar. Okay, so this, this article uh, by the Indiana's Attorney General also says, H.R. 1 would require only a written statement confirming one's identity. What in the world does that mean? I write down, I am Mickey Mouse. and I am me. That confirms my identity? Okay, um... He says that it federalizes our elections. He says that under Article One of the Constitution, states have principle, and with federal, with presidential elections, exclusive responsibility to safeguard the manner of holding elections. Now, this gets back to the whole question of we have this this um, standard, this method, this rule that's been handed down to us, and it's worked for more than 200 years. And now we're just going to change it? Like, why? Yeah, well, be, be, because we had a pandemic, because the rules got changed, and because Joe Biden somehow got ten, 4 million more votes than the second place person, which was Donald Trump. And, well, we're not sure how that happened, but it seemed to work for us. That's how I see it. Them going, well... If, if if he had lost, they would they, there wouldn't been no way that they would be pushing for these uh, changes. Yeah. So, Is that fair so enough? See, I think so. I mean, there's there's so we're going to have early voting. We're going to have mail-in voting. We're going to have drop-off spots. We're going to have no voter. Not going to allow states to require people to have ID. What? Because that's for yes. You're that, so voter suppression is. Asking for an ID? Nine, what did I say? It said 97% of Georgians have proper ID, and if you don't, it is free to get. So how much more do you want to open the system up for the 3% of the people who can't even bother to follow through with uh, you know, the, I saw getting this, I saw this And what are you doing? Video. I mean, if you have a job in a bank account, you have an ID. Yeah. If you don't have a job in a bank account, you're... Uh, if you. 
yeah, you're, you're getting money from the government, and you still need an ID. I saw this great video where they did a man-on-the-street thing where they went into, like, really poor inner-city areas and asked a bunch of people, like, um, do you have an ID? Oh, yeah, sure, I have an ID. Well, if you didn't, where would you get one? Oh, just at the DMV right down there, you know. <laughs> just oh, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I saw that, too. Yeah, no, it, was, uh, it was Jesse Waters, and a guy was getting a little indignant, like, what, you don't think black people know how to get IDs? And, which, of course, was his point. Yes. Right? He was just like, you know, so do you, do most of the people that you know have IDs? If you didn't have one, would you know how to get one? The guy was getting a little like, weird. Of course I would. <laughs> yes, you dumb racist. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the guy trying to say, right. And then, no, no. And then there, then there was a cut of him in, you know, Berkeley, California, yeah. talking to uh, white liberals going, well, you know... No, a lot of minorities don't really have IDs or know how to get them. So, yeah, uh, this, and they're the, the, right. So they're the open-minded liberals. I know this is the thing is racist. So, this is the thing that is so amazing is that is that liberals are they are raging racists. They think they think that minorities patronizing. Pay, yes, they think that people are so stupid that they can't do any basic white savior things. complex. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> they think that white saviors have to come along and fix things for them. And it's it's incredibly racist and it's cr incredibly belittling. And I think that it's the conservatives, it's the Republicans who are saying, no, we have complete believe respect that people, for the that dignity people can actually, and ability. Of can people figure out how to do stuff? If it's not all that complicated, you know, for heaven's sakes. All yeah, right. So uh, what else was in uh, SBSO2 was uh, the voting hours. Oh. So, yeah, so, Ob uh, so Biden... Many, several times said that they had changed the voting hours to nine to five to prevent working people. This is Jim Crow 2.0. The Jim Crow looks like Jim Eagle, whatever that means. Uh, and none of that, none of that is true. They, uh, they expanded the hours. There, there was one thing where early voting hours mm -hmm. on Saturdays, was only nine to five, but regular voting hours is still seven to seven, like it always has been, which wasn't always the case in every county. So they made sure they expanded it to make sure it was seven to seven in every county. So the time was actually, but what I would, what I like to talk about this is, it doesn't matter what the, the truth is. Yeah. So if you say Jim Crow, if you say racist, if you say and then you just lie. Yeah. Uh, when it turns out that those things aren't true, well, it's too late now, right? I, you, you already called it Jim Crow. Yeah. You've so, already, you've already, you've already said what's what. The celebrities have already lined up. Everybody has already st said where they stand. And then, so this is the equivalent of um, the a page A twelve correction. Yeah. That nobody remembers. You, you know what this reminds me of, and it's it's really kind of disturbing is that the normal pattern for Congress is if they think that, like, people can't leave work to go vote, then what they do is they pass some sort of a law that puts an obligation on employers to say, on Election Day, you have to give people two hours of leave to go vote. Right. That, would be the, that would be the kind of the, like, based on my experience looking at employment law, that would right. be the normal way to deal with right. this, right? If, right? if there's a problem that... People can't vote between seven and seven because their job keeps them busy between seven and seven. The normal approach to that would be to say, "Okay, 
you guys have to give people two hours to go vote. All right. You, you don't have a, a Star Trek reference? I don't. I have a Mexico reference. Okay. Uh, yes. So uh, it's a day off in Mexico, but mm-hmm. the bars are closed. Mm. So, you know, of course, you could, if, you, if you really want to, you could buy a bunch of beer the day before and then drink all day. But, I mean, you can't take this day off to go party. And I, don't so, mind, uh, I don't mind a day off. But the thing that, the thing that bothers me, if, if we wanted to say, give everybody, make voting day a national holiday yeah. so that everybody can go. Well, first of all, national holiday, there's still going to be some people working. But any, yeah. anyway, um, that's, that's fine with me. The thing that bothers me is this this sending out mail-in ballots to people that you don't even know or supposed oh, to be. Oh, and then ballot and, harvesting. Yes, ballot harvesting. And also so the idea are, that somebody can show up to vote and you, they don't even have to show an ID. Those kind of things just drive me nuts. So like I said about the uh, defining, falsely defining the, the, the bill, the SB202, you just say, it's Jim Crow 2.0. It's racist, and then you can get all the other Wokies to jump on board. They don't know anything, and they don't care. It's like anything else. It's like somebody makes a false statement on page one, and they make a correction on page 12. Nine days later. It doesn't matter what the correction says, what what they accused first. It's a sort of like what happens in a court of law. You say something... And the judge says dismissed, but it's still in the jury's. <laughs> yeah. it's still in the jury's mind. Jury, you're not allowed to consider that information. Yeah. Okay. okay yeah, fine. I'm, I'm not go, thinking I'm about gonna, it. I'm just going to erase that out of my brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly what's going on. Yeah. So, so there are people who, I mean, they're knowingly lying. Yeah. And but they're less like, well, you know, it'll have its effect, and yeah. even if we're found out for being, nobody's going to pay attention to that because. A, the media won't re- a won't report on it because it's not part of the agenda, yeah. and B, uh, well, they've moved on to other things, and then so how much attention do you really get for saying, uh, "Excuse me, by the way, that was a lie." Well, well, we've moved on from who that. Cares? Who cares? Yeah, yeah. There, there have been a lot of examples. Like remember things they said about Mitt Romney back in the election a while ago, uh, yeah. where where. Um, who was the Senate guy? Who's, who make, like, who he's was out, that creepy outra- old outrageous? No, no, he's, he, he, said, he, he said Mitt Romney has not paid taxes for 10 years. Right. Harry which, Reid. Harry Reid, which is totally false. Yeah. But it doesn't, didn't matter. And he, and, he, and he copped to it. He's like, well, had the right effect, didn't it? Yeah. It's like, right. like the ends justify the means. Like, so you did lie about it. Well, yeah, but look what happened. Yeah. He lost the election. So I guess I did the right thing. Yeah. That's wow, the kind of, that's, that's amazing. That's the that, mentality that's going that's on here. We're and with so it. now, once you've poisoned the minds with falsehoods, then uh, who's going to jump on board? Well, then there's additional uh, 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 more liars. Uh, the uh, Stephanie Abrams. How can you be so popular in the? So many Democrats lose and become heroes for losing, right? I mean, she's what is she? She's never. She's she is the. Loser of the governorship, but that's because, a, because she lost because she was uh-huh. being discriminated against because of her race or something. Something, like yeah, yeah. something. Right. And yeah, so it's like, well, she didn't really lose because yeah. she is the best. So, uh, okay, so now so, let's get to this so one now, state thing. Here, here so, what I see, what I see is a big problem here, is we've got the national bill and we've got one state, Georgia, trying to stand up against it. And saying no, we're going to do things differently, 
And when it's just one state, we got 50 states, when it's just one state saying we're going to do things differently, all kinds of pressure. All the national attention focused on her. And so this Abrams organization is now trying to pressure corporations. Atlanta's a big, important city. Yes. And they have a lot of headquarters. I think uh, Coca-Cola is there, Home Depot is there. Uh, Ritz Carlton is there. There's a credit, there's banking and credit card companies that are there, yeah. and they're saying, if you, so now they're saying, corporations need to have the have the responsibility of pressuring lawmakers. Yeah, is that what you want? So uh, uh, to overturn this uh, Jim Crow 2.0. Uh, so otherwise, is, what? We're, well, it's basically, it's a threat, right? Yes, and. and in a way, so I can play this both ways. In a way, if you have one outlier, you have 50 states that all agree on something, and you have one state that's an outlier, I can understand the 50 states I'm trying going, to... Hey, what are, we, what are you, you doing, doing over there? We, we want to try to get you back into, the, into reality here. Okay, I get that. But what really happens is you have, like, 25 states are one way and 25 states are the other way, and one state decides to stand up for something and all the rest of the states are cowards. Yeah. Right? And so everybody gangs up on this one state and then they give in. And what needs to happen, it, it reminds me of that phrase, we must all hang together or, or we will all hang separately. You know? Yeah. And, and Georgia, what all these things that Georgia is proposing, I'm sure Texas agrees with them. I'm sure other... Big states. They were just the first one to they stick their the necks one. out. And yes. what happens when you stick your neck out? It gets chopped off. Yes. <laughs> so, so what has to happen here is other yes. states yep. need to express solidarity with Georgia and say, okay, if you're if you're going to not most, allow they're if you're mo- not allow this in Georgia, you're not going to allow it here either. And mo- most state legislatures are uh, Republican. Yes. Yes. And the majority of state legislatures are Republican. So they should get on board. So they so let's get to other other. Other pressures. Mm-hmm. Uh, MLB has got the All Star Game. Right. Uh, there's the there's the Masters tournament in yep. Augusta, and uh, there is something else going on sports wise. So yeah, so they're trying to pressure them to. Th- if you don't pull, threaten. To pull your game out, then we're then we're coming after you too. Yeah. And they already did that in uh, North Carolina. And North Carolina had what? Of course, they they know how to work the language, right? Mm-hmm. So right now it's the racist Jim Crow voting laws. Right. Uh, before it was the racist anti-transgender bathroom laws, yeah. which just means we don't want men... And the, and the real so problem So North Carolina is, took, took, took heat on that. Hold on. Let me just finish the third, the, the triumvirate here. Yeah. You've got corporations, you've got major sports, and now there's there's some Hollywood wokies going, I refuse to work on a film project that takes place in Georgia because... Some because not because I really know what's going on, but because somebody told me that this is a Jim Crow right. racist bill. So, so what what ends up happening is Republicans are basically a bunch of weenies, and if if Republicans in South Carolina see Georgia getting beat up on, they don't they don't make the same kind of ruckus yeah. that 
if Democrats I know. they've in, got such solid hair. I know. If Democrats in New York see California being beat up on, they're gonna to join together. If Democrats in 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 Maryland see they're they're gonna all join together and they're gonna say, Yes, we're with this. But the Republicans don't have the same kind of solidarity. They're gonna, they're, right, they're going to watch and see how this works out, see yeah. how badly the, uh, uh, Georgia gets hung out to dry before they decide whether or not, whether, I think you made a very good point, if Florida and, and Texas jumped on board right now, it wouldn't be an issue. Yes, because if Florida... Like what are you going to do? Are you going to pull all sports out of all major states? And, if, if Florida and Texas both said, if you do that to Georgia, we're not allowing any of your sporting events here. Then they would say, "Oh, never mind. We didn't mean that." Right. But, but Republicans are a bunch of pussies, and they right. won't do that. Yeah, it's been the case for quite some time. I know. It's, it's very disappointing. All right. So I think we've covered um, this. We have now. Generally, our man of the week is totally unrelated to the story itself. But I'm sorry. This time there is. It's a painfully direct correlation. Okay. Uh, yeah, usually this is a relief from the actual story itself, but I've been sitting on the story for so long now, I feel like I've got to do it. Uh, the uh, conservative, the, what is it, what's CPAC? The Conservative Public Action, Action Committee, Action Committee yeah. uh, was in a uh, Hyatt hotel. Okay. And so they took a bunch of heat. Well, how can you sponsor these? Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, right. we're going to shut you down. Yeah. So they said... Uh, <clears throat> Their spokesperson says, uh, we take pride in operating a highly inclusive environment, and we believe that the facilitation of gatherings is a central element of what we do as a hospitality company. Okay. Moving to the end. Our own values support a culture that is characterized by empathy, respect, and diversity of opinions and backgrounds, and we strive to bring this to light through what we do and how we engage with those in our how hard was that? Yeah. How about yeah? How about just when these people come after you, just say. F no, no, off. no, no, no. Hold on. You'll say f off. You cut and paste what I just read. You don't have. To, I'm not asking you to spend an hour to kind of craft your own response yeah. to a woke mob attack. Yeah. All I'm saying is take 60 seconds, cut and paste what I just said, send it back, be quiet, and it's going to go away. Right. Yeah. And that's my advice. Uh, so, all you CEOs and heads of corporations and whatever's that are out there. I see this consistent attack. pattern. The consistent pattern is if you apologize, yes, you're doomed. Never works. Ne it never ever. And works. how polite and 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 honest and genuine. They're 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 not being snarky or nasty. Yeah. Or, they're actually saying this. We are a hospitality industry. This is what we do, which could be said for any. Uh, so they're uh, specifically hospitality, but this could be said for any company that tries to sell anything. Yeah. Or, or Ted Cruz. Did you see his news conference where he came out and he was speaking in his news conference and somebody says, why aren't you wearing a mask? And he's like, all of us have been inoculated. Everything's fine. We're following CDC guidelines. But if you're concerned, you can move farther back. If you want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, know? you move like, away. Exactly. So, so conservatives need to get the message that they don't have to give up every all the time it's like yeah. or, or or as business people you don't go go back to where you've always been which is not drawing any political lines yeah. and say something just like this like our job is to provide a service and that's what we plan to do for everyone 
And yeah. what's it, what they're what they're being what the attack is? No, no, no. You should not provide the service for yeah. everyone. Your your job as a business needs to provide services only for the people that we yeah. think you should be providing them to. And all you have to do is respond saying, "This is our mission statement. Yeah, this, this is, is what, what we, we do. do." If somebody comes in and wants a slurpee, we give them a slurpee. That's what you don't check their political affiliation first. Right. We're boycotting you, <laughs> and you just say. No, no, that's not how we operate our business. Yeah. My God, it's the simplest thing. So, thank you very much, Hyatt. Oh, I'm not you know, I, 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 Maybe you're in Georgia? I don't think so. Uh, the Hyatt Corporation is our man of the week. Well done. Stand up to those damn woke people.